I think we're playing soft. We're playing stupid. Trey way out there with it now. Six seconds. Five. Trey. Tricky dribbles. He drives right past Gibson and hits the jumper. He put Gibson right on his you-know-what. How do you like that, New York? Trey's got 43. Another marvelous Broadway show put on by Trey Young. 45 points, 8 assists. What is it about this building that brings out the best in you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of bright lights in here, a lot of talking going on. Uh, it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere to play in. 8-1 Sooners. 9-1 Sooners. Oh, my goodness! This ball is over the scoreboard in left field. Are you kidding me, Jocelyn Alla? A mammoth blast way out of here. And the Sooners have entered run rule territory on career home run number 102. Oh, baby, what a shot. I added that one. Oh, baby, what a shot. Toby and TJ back with you. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show on a Wednesday. March 23, Sooners win last night. Softballers in Kentucky, 9-1. to They are 26-0 and with 22 run rule victories. Unstinking believable. And sitting there watching it last night, uh, Kentucky had the one inning where they were threatening. They had a couple of runners on. First inning. Uh, but you're Bases there... loaded, nobody out. <laughs> I was sitting there by the fourth thinking, okay, when do they run rule it by? And, you know, sure enough, it took them to the sixth. But oh, baby, what a shot. Just unbelievable. Top to bottom. You brought it up earlier. Why? Why? Uh... Patty's completely unimpressed, too. <laughs> She's uh, just I mean, like, ah, oh, uh, another home run. Congratulations. Yeah, go jump on that. I mean, plate. we're still not executing very well <laughs> in some situations. Uh, just an incredible, incredible lineup team uh, performance every every night, night in and night out. They don't let up. So, I think you don't like Trey Young. Oh, jeez. Because when he was a kid, he thought he was all that. He was cocky, and he thought he was all that in a bag of chips. And the problem is, he is all that and a bag of chips. He is a bad, bad man. Trey Young is a bad, bad man. He's a superstar. I told you I like watching him play. I like his style of game. Not a star. Superstar. A superstar. No, I'm not arguing that. A NBA Hall of Famer. I'm not arguing that. I just said there's something about him that bugs me. I don't know what it is. Same with Josh Heupel. I can't tell you a specific thing. I told you what it is. I've deciphered it. He was a kid. He was a hot shot in Norman who thought he was all that. 
And it turns out he was all that. He is all that. He knew it before all of the rest of us knew it. Firing up shots from half court and all that kind of stuff over at Norman North. Who does he think he is? I'll tell you who he is. He's Trey Young. Unbelievable player. That that vacuum is dying out in the hallway. I don't know what's going on. Is Luann vacuuming? Uh, This isn't Luann. It's a new lady because Luann didn't want to vacuum anymore. So now she's got a new lady and she says uh, she'll monitor her while she vacuums. Luann went in with some demands? Yeah. Yeah, she did. I like that. I I don't want to say it too loud. Luann's going to come in here and get after me. I like that a lot. Uh, last night softball. Did the Chris sent us the picture of the backwards wildcat? Did that bugged me the whole game last night? It bugged me ever since he sent me the picture of it. Like it bugged me when they would show the flag last night on each home run. They'd show that flag. Oh the, baby, what a shot! Uh, that 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 logo even bothers me. Home run. That like mean whatever flame wildcat bothers me. Like I don't like the logo even. It is. Backwards from the K State Power Cat, so it looks like it's going the wrong way. Right. We're so used to seeing the Power Cat, and it looks a lot like the Power Cat logo at K State, but it's pointing the other direction. But it's not Kentucky's logo. It's not Kentucky's That's logo. The That's problem. what bothers me about it. Yeah. One thing I appreciate about Joe when he came here, we had a bunch of logos. And like every sport did the OU however they wanted to do it back in the day. We had the slanted OU at, at basketball. We had the skinny OU on the football helmets. We had all kinds of OUs, all, and, and he unified the logo. That's the way it should be at every school. You should have a unified logo. It's what bothers me a little bit about the, the Texas baseball team. The Texas baseball team wears the Tennessee T on their helmets. It's not that Texas is the Longhorn. They should have the Longhorn on their helmets. Kurt and I have argued about this for years. They've got one of the most iconic logos in sports. Like it or not, Mm -hmm. that little Longhorn-looking thing is one of the most iconic logos in sports. And they put a big block T on their hats. Looks just like Tennessee. Uh, Kentucky's got that. Yeah, last night, the, the, the interlocking UK is their logo. It's on their helmets. It's on the midcourt at the at uh, Rupp Arena. That's right. what we know Kentucky for. Thank you. Not this flying wildcat thing that was out there last night. Yeah, you're welcome. It's probably why they lost. <laughs> probably, one. probably is. We'll blame, we'll blame the flag. Splintered athletic department. No, I'm just kidding. Barnhart runs that athletic department. But if he would like to call me up, I would give him a suggestion in that regard. Don't let softball and baseball go make up their own logos. Who's What's that? Sports get to start making up their own logos now? Hey, uh, Joe, the volleyball program has called. They've decided to make up their own logo. How do you think that's going to go over, Teach? Uh, hey, track and field called, and no. they decided instead of a schooner, they're going to use a Ferrari attached to horses. It's kind of a cool idea, actually. But... <laughs> save, that, save that one for your next book. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's uh, that's what I think about Trey. Trey Young is a bad, bad man. Whew! I mean, wow. Uh, all right, so softball wins. You've got Sweet 16 tomorrow. St. Bonaventure's going to uh, New York City. They beat Virginia on the road last night. And uh, and we got OU baseball coming up this weekend against Baylor. I did hear um, some interesting things last night, Teach. Uh, I, I, I think and Kate Horton threw again, and it went well. 
in the midweek, faced Good. live hitting for the first time. And uh, I would say there's a definite possibility he could be used this weekend. I think it would be in a short relief, like a one-inning or, or even less situation. I think they will be extremely cautious in working him you know, back up to a reasonable pitch count. And if he ever gets to the point of being a starter this year or not, I don't know. But even if not, could be an extremely valuable piece to a bullpen that really needs some help, it appears right now. Might be ready to help him this week. I would say I would be surprised if we don't see him this weekend at this point, from what I'm hearing. And I understand another guy's been throwing down there that I didn't even know had a pitching background. I hope it's okay if I say this. I think it's okay if I say this. I guess Brett Squires has like a 94-mile-an-hour fastball. Really? And How about that? They've been working him in the bullpen a little bit. You know, it's his left hand that's injured. Mm-hmm. So he can't really swing a bat right now. So he's been, like, working with the pitchers. He pitched at McLennan. He pitched in high school. He has a big time. I mean, it makes sense. You know, you see him. He's physically a massive dude. But he, he kind of looks like Cade Cavalli physically, you know. But I'm not telling you he pitches like Cade Cavalli. Don't get me wrong. But I wouldn't be surprised if at some point this season it sounds like they might not. I mean, probably it would be on a midweek in a game that, I, I you know, probably in a game that is separated at some point before you trot him out there in a high leverage situation. But maybe they try him off the mound at some point just to see what it looks like. Interesting. They say he's got a, like a plus changeup too. So, anyway, I thought that was interesting news. But Cade Horton is the big news. Like, if Cade Horton is back and ready to help them in the bullpen, then that's extremely valuable, you know. So, we shall see. Baylor, by the way, won last night. They walked off UTSA in the midweek. So, 3-2, uh, to two, I think, the final there. 6.30 Friday night, 2 o'clock Saturday, 2 o'clock on Sunday. TJ, you want to do Pet of the Week? Let's do it. All right. Tell us about today's Pet O the Week. Brought to you by Dr. Otto, University Animal Hospital, and OKK9 Corral, your doggy daycare grooming headquarters here in Norman with two locations. Uh, our Pet of the Week today is awesome. Rocky is the Pet of the Week, a white Siberian Husky mix, three years old. Look at those eyes. 74 and a half pounds, available for adoption. If he's a mix... I don't know what he's mixed with because he looks full-blown Siberian Husky. He is mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. You're right. The gorgeous. eyes are beautiful. The you know, it's gray and white like uh, you know, the Husky is. Um big ears. Big ears. Looks like he's extremely smart in this picture. I don't know why it comes across that way to me, but just seems extremely what a smart. Judgment of dog character you. Are. Um but I don't know what else to say besides he's an incredible-looking dog. Um, and, again, I don't know what he would be mixed with. He looks full-blown uh, Siberian Husky. So, Rocky, the name even fits him. I don't know that you even need to change the name. Rocky, very cool name. So, um, Siberian Huskies, friends have had uh, Huskies, great personalities. They will talk huh. to you all day long. So, if you want a quiet dog, Probably not a husky for you. Most of them uh, will chatter and talk and uh, 
how and let you know how they're feeling throughout the day. So <laughs> I like that. I like that. But just absolutely some incredible conversation. Absolutely sometimes. beautiful dog. Really is perfect age two, three years old, past the puppy stage, a lot of life still in front of him. I'm gonna be honest, I, I uh hard pressed to think Rocky's still available. Yeah. We got this email on Monday and I would be shocked if by Wednesday he's Call there. Now. So Call now and ask for Rocky if you're interested. Gorgeous dog with the uh the icy gray eyes. Piercing your soul, TJ. Yes. Those eyes pierce your soul, don't they? <laughs> Rocky's beautiful. If you're interested in Rocky, uh, you can call up the Norman Animal Shelter. They'll set up an appointment for you to go see him, 405-292-9736. If you're out of the area, you're thinking about adopting, you can go to adoptapet.com, put in your area code. It'll bring up the animals available in your area, Tulsa, Weatherford, all around the state that you're uh, listening on the uh Ref Radio Sports Network right now, and big thanks to Dr. Otto, University Animal Hospital, and OK Canine Corral. BTW, Tulsa has named a new head basketball coach. Yeah, I saw Eric, uh, he had a press conference yesterday. Eric Kunkel from La Tech. One, 153 wins in seven seasons at Louisiana Tech. He had at least 20 wins, six of those seven seasons. Uh... Finished top three in Conference USA five times. The new head hurricane, TJ, Eric Conkel, K-O-N-K-O-L, has uh, taken over in T-Town. So congratulations to him. Break time for us, 8.16 in the morning. We're brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. T-Row in the Morning Show this hour brought to you by RK Black, your office management leader. Office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Fax printer, scanner, document management, so much more. Check them out online, rkblatt.com. Or 405-943-9800. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Did a sorority girl write that for that answer for Ted Roof? OMG, it's like really, really, really important. <laughs> hey, it was the first day. Ted was excited, okay? Hang on, I should have had that. Uh, I didn't. I didn't give you a heads up. I didn't. Yeah, I hadn't yeah, pre-read that. Well, I hadn't pre-read it until I read it live there. So, hang on. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh my gosh! Yeah, how important is spring practice? Like, yeah, like really, 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 really important. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it does have kind of a valley girl feel to it a little bit. Here's one of the angry people that uh, hate anytime anyone mentions Lincoln now. Why do you guys? Talk about Lincoln Riley so much. He wanted to be somewhere else. Let it go and move on. I think that's yeah. the first time we've mentioned Lincoln in a, <laughs> a couple of weeks, maybe. But. Because we have a radio show. That's why. It doesn't matter where Riley is. He's a soft coach. His team will be soft. He's in a soft conference again. We've angered some people this morning, I see. I'm sorry. Hmm. I apologize. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Here's how I feel about Lincoln. I'm going to make that person angry that wants to stop talking about him. Uh, and again, this comes from 
the person, me, who is self-admittedly wrong on the radio more than any other broadcaster in the state of Oklahoma. If opinions were kept like a batting average, TJ, I would be the worst in the league every year. I'm I'm wrong more than anyone, so I'm going to admit that up front, and I frequently do. So grain of salt, okay? But here's how I feel about Lincoln. I think he did OU dirty. I think the way he departed was botched and should have been handled better. He did OU dirty. But I also think he's a good coach, and I think he will win at USC. And only time will tell who's right about that. We could sit here and yell at each other the whole time and say, he's a terrible coach. He's, he's a terrible soft. coach, you moron. Whatever. My eyes have shown me that he is a good coach, was a good coach at Oklahoma. They won a lot of games. They won a lot of big games. Lost some important ones, but won a whole bunch. And I don't see any reason why he can't go do the same thing with the resources and the conference he's going to be in out at USC. I don't think he'll win a national championship. I do think he'll win some conference titles. I do think they'll probably be in the mix for the college football playoff. Now, we can sit here and yell at each other about who's right and who's wrong, but there's no, but there's, there's going to actually be a scorecard on this. Like, he's going to go play games. And we can reconvene in five years and go, Toby, I like everything else. You were an idiot. How could you possibly think Lincoln Riley was going to win games at USC? And I'll say, you're right. I'm, an, I'm a stupid head. Or he's going to contend. One of the two is going to happen. So we're going to find out. That's just how I feel about him. And I, I don't understand why that makes some people mad. Like they, they want, because he left OU, you have to also think he's a terrible coach. I don't know why those two things have to go together. I think I can feel like he did OU dirty and also still feel like he's a pretty good coach at the same time. Hope you invite me to the wedding. Yeah. The other way feels childish to me. Was well, like, well, you're so, you're he, in he sports radio. Us, you're, stupid. you're in sports radio. You're supposed to be childish. I've told you this for years. You put that whole responsibility on me. Right. Try to be the mature one, and then try to make me look like the fool. Yeah. Well, that's our stick. I mean, that's that's how we've that's the magic, baby. That's how we've made it for 17, 18 years. <laughs> Make you look the fool. Uh, uh, I didn't know you were on to that, but it's good to know you're on to that now. <laughs> to this day, I hate Donovan McNabb. And to this day, I don't know why. I've just never liked the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an Eagles fan? I don't know. He didn't say if he was an Eagles fan or not, but he just doesn't like Donovan McNabb. Hmm. Fair enough. Maybe it's because he puked on uh, Owen Field. Well, how dare that would be a, dare. that would be a reason. Yeah. Um, whoever is voting UCLA number one in softball should be banned from the game. That's just absurd. Wow, I didn't know that was happening. Yeah, there uh, last week um, there was one vote that you did not get, and it went to UCLA. <laughs> so I don't, again, I I'm with that texter because I don't know. Colin Cowherd does Colin Cowherd vote <laughs> in the be, uh, be softball Cowherd. top twenty five? <laughs> Uh, let's see. This one says, sorry to change the uh, subject, Toby, but your thoughts on Matt Ryan to the Colts. You kind of hit on that a little yeah, bit yesterday. Well, yeah, we talked about yesterday. I, I'm disappointed it's not Baker. I was really hoping 
to have Baker play for my favorite team. I mean, that would have been unbelievable. But I do think it is a upgrade at the quarterback position for us. I think Matt Ryan is a proven commodity who has taken teams to Super Bowls and will it's a good it's a good get. I mean, the Colts seemingly have all the other pieces in place to be a contender. And I think it's a good get. So I'm happy about it, but it's a tempered happiness because I had my hopes up it would be Baker Mayfield. I can't even tell you that it's not a better get than Baker Mayfield. It might be. It's just, you know, Baker's my guy and that's my team and that would have been the perfect marriage. So I'm a little disappointed, but I think it's a good get. This Air Comfort Solutions texter says, oh, the new Riddle helmet. And then it says in parentheses, Parker didn't know how to pronounce Rydell. Steely had to correct him. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know He was calling it the Riddle show. helmet? I guess he was calling That's it the funny. Riddle helmet. I had a guy call me off the air yesterday. He goes, hey, I just wanted to tell you, I've listened to Steely for years. Many, many, many years. I've heard all the stories. But hearing the stories again as he tells them to a young Parker Thune is like me. He's like, the excitement Parker has for Steely stories excites me again all over with yeah, the same stories I've already known about, about Steely. <laughs> I said, well, that it, was it kind is. of the uh, thought process when they uh, put together that whole thing was the young and old dynamic. It is a great pairing because of the age difference. Right. Like, when they when they go over their greatest of all time, whatever, fill in the blank, it's like not one generation different. It's like three generations different. Like Steely starts, starts telling stories from the 70s. And Parker's like, well, yesterday there was this great play from, <laughs> you know. It's, it is a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, sometimes even with success comes complacency, and the only thing you can do is take a new challenge. I think this has something to do with Riley's decision. That being said, the only reason I want him to lose is because of a certain radio host out west. Just a thought. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, the uh, uh, Colin Cowherd has become, for me, the greatest reason to cheer against Lincoln. Like, I don't want him to be able to gloat about anything. So, yeah, I hope USC loses because of Colin. He's, he's, uh, I've said this a few times, and, and Jim Traber and I are friends. We don't hang out or anything. We get along great. We always have gotten along fine. But the day I was hired, TJ, he came out and blasted the hiring on the radio for hours and hours and hours. You remember that, right? Yes. And, it was the greatest thing that could have happened for me early in, like, year one at OU because all the OU fans who don't like Traber were suddenly rooting for me to be successful just to <laughs> prove him wrong. That's true. Like, I don't know if Toby can do the job or, or not. I don't know if it was a good hire or not, but we hope he does a good job just so Traber looks like an idiot. So it's there's a similarity here in, like, uh, Cowherd. Like, I, I don't want USC to win – for a variety of reasons, and, and number one on the list right now would be so Colin Cowherd would look the <laughs> fool. Uh, TJ, Toby, important question. Are the Sooner softball, uh, is the Sooner softball team peaking at the wrong time and not during the Women's College uh, Softball World Series? Discuss. I assume that's, 
I assume that's a tongue in cheek. Uh, maybe, maybe. I have thought about boy, what if they run the table on this thing or are completely dominant and then just lose at the wrong time? That it has crossed what a my negative mind. Negative attitude to have. Well, it has crossed my mind. It would stink. It would stink. Or I don't think they they're run going the table? to. I don't think they're going what to. What if they run the, run the table, table, go undefeated, then win every game in the College yeah. World Series? Well, I think that's what's and going are the to greatest team in the history of. Not just softball, but, you know. The world? The planet. Yeah. No, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. All right, you have not presented me a challenger yet, softball. You have not presented me a worthy foe. The Themselves. Boredom. But ah. this team does not look like they are... Capable of letting up or getting bored with what's that going may on. cost them a Tuesday night that, in April. Right, right. They're not going to be bored when they get to the postseason. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, why is the Tulsa the Golden Hurricanes? Where in the bleat does the gold come from? And have we ever had a hurricane in Oklahoma? We've had remnants. You know, they, the, the the hurricane comes up through New Orleans and then it spins. You know, the remnants. Spin their way and cause rain. So they should have been the, the Tulsa remnants. I've heard this story before. I bet I bet uh, Chris knows. They weren't always the Golden Hurricane. I'm trying. I, I, I've heard this story before. Uh, maybe I can look it up during the break. Chris is a TU grad, so he probably knows. Hey, listen. There's a lot of those that don't make a lot of sense across. Like, why would that? Like, you got a lot of cyclones in Iowa State at Iowa State. You got a lot of uh, lakes in Los Angeles. You know that whole team moved out there and kept the same. They play a lot of jazz music in Utah. What the heck's a Jayhawk? Thank you, Fake Bird. All right, break time. We'll be back. This hour of the T Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call four zero five nine four three ninety eight hundred. Or visit rkblack.com. Yeah, I think we just came together as a team, and we had a really good hard week at practice, and it obviously just showed. And that's a really good team right there, and we'll definitely see them in the postseason for sure. But um, Sooners definitely made a statement tonight. Jocelyn Allo, two homers last night. 102 now in her record-setting career. Sooners beat Kentucky 9-1. to They're home for the big OU Baylor Festival we're having on campus this weekend, TJ. Softball, three games, OU Baylor. Baseball, three games, OU Baylor. Tennis, women's tennis, OU Baylor. Bears all, bears all over bears. the place in Norman this weekend. Oh, Hotels are going to be full of bears. A lot of green and gold, TJ. A lot of green and gold around. My Johnny Carson. Was right there. Did you like that? I was about to say, was that, was that Johnny Carson? A lot of green and gold. Kids, Johnny TJ. Carson was a late night talk show host uh, mm-hmm. back in the day. Par- hey, Parker, Johnny Carson was before Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> You've caused me to do some self evaluation today, TJ. I didn't cause you to do anything. Well, okay, I'm not. That wasn't you. You took that defensively. The show today has caused me to do some self-evaluation uh, as to athletes that I do not like and why that is. 
And I think they fall into two categories. Because there are some I don't care for. Coaches and or athletes. For the most part, at the professional level, it all falls into this category. Did you beat my team? Sure. That's what Tom Brady and Michael Jordan did repeatedly. Are you in my division? Do I regularly see you? And do you beat my team? Yeah, all the other stuff doesn't really matter to me. Did you beat my team? Did you cause me, my team, from winning championships? That will cause me to not like you. That's why I don't like Tom Brady. That's why I don't like Michael Jordan. That's about, I mean, again, I'm, trying, I'm sure there's others, but those are the two that come to mind. At the college level, I mean, there's really not anybody that I don't like. They're college kids. But the the ones who have, the, the rare occasions that have irritated me through the years, I, I don't, I, I don't, I got a job to do. I don't care if you, a, a piglet would like to chime in in this conversation. I don't care if you blitzed or didn't blitz. I don't care if you ran the ball or threw it. I don't care if you bunted or swung for the fences or shot a three or drove to the hoop or whatever coaching decisions or player decisions you made. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you know more about the sport than I do. I am not the person who sits back and second guesses everything. Maybe I would have been before I got into this job, but I've been in film sessions. I've had enough conversations and interviews and chats on buses and planes to know all of these guys know way more about their sports than I do. Mm. Uh, sit down and talk uh, baseball, basketball, football, whatever the thing is with these coaches and players. And I'm like, oh, geez, boy, I thought I knew basketball. I think I knew basketball. I played basketball at college level. Well, kind of. Just sit down with Porter Moser in the film room and his coaching staff someday, and it'll just turn your mind inside out. And it's like that in all the sports. So I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I do not know as much about the coaches and players that are doing this sport now as they do. I would argue that and say I think I could have coached the OU baseball team to better records than Pete Hughes did in those seasons. Well, you are I'm pretty sure I could have. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're smarter than me, and maybe you would have been really good at everything that goes into being a head coach, as far as recruiting and running a program, not just deciding who should. How be about leaving my second, second baseman and shortstop at their yeah. positions? I got you. I'm telling you where we're different, and where I'm different than a lot of people. I think the joy a lot of people get, yourself included, in watching sports is the second guessing. He should have done this. Why didn't he do that? You talk about it with your friends the next day or you go on to sports radio and you complain about all that kind of stuff. That's not my personality. I do not watch a game, my Reds, uh, the Colts, otherwise, and say, God, why did Frank Wright do that? I'm just there to cheer on my team. I know if he did, he probably has a good reason. And he's smarter than me. I only get <laughs> Mike McCarthy gets second guessed by me every uh, down. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's called. Right. The fact of the matter is, Mike McCarthy knows way more football than you know. Mm. Does he make mistakes from time to time? Yeah, he knows encyclopedias. More I know about the clock management better. I mean, potato, potato. Will you let me finish this go conversation? Ahead, go you're ahead. trying. To, you think you're smarter than everybody. The truth is, you're not, and most fans aren't. Doesn't mean coaches shouldn't be fired because everybody's going to win or lose at a certain rate, and you got to move on and all that kind of stuff. But this is their livelihoods. This is what they do for a living. This is what they went to school for. This is what they trained for, they played for. 
they they live it 24-7, just like broadcasting for me. If a coach came into the booth and said, I think you should do it this way, I'd say, buzz off. I know way more about this than you do. So that doesn't irritate me. How you play or coach on a field doesn't bother me at all. Not a bit. Should have done that. Should have done None of my business. You thought you were doing the right thing at the time. It either worked or it didn't work out. I'm here to tell you whether Oklahoma won the game or not. The only thing that has irritated me through the years is, did you make it hard for me to do my job? I got a job to do. And I want to do it better than anybody in the country. Did you make that hard for me? Either in an interview situation or refusing access or whatever. Now, that irritates me. I don't care what you do as far as calling plays or signals or hits or runs or baskets or touchdowns. Whatever you do, go Sooners. I'm for you all the way. Did you make it tough for me to do my – or it doesn't just apply to OU. It applies to opposing coaches too, more, way more than OU. Did you deny me an interview that would have helped our pregame show? That irritates me. Right. Now now I'm on your bad – now you're on my bad side, or I'm on your bad side, or whatever the case may be. That's all I care about. I got a job to do here. My job is – that's the analyst's job is to second guess. Fans can second guess all they want. I'm not telling you you shouldn't. It's part of the appeal of sports is the ability to coach along, manage along. You should have done this. You shouldn't have done that. That's what people love it. I get it. I'm just telling you how my brain's wired. I don't care. I know you know more than me. So knock yourself out. You do whatever you think is best to win the game. Just don't make my job hard. I'm with. I know who you are. I know what you are. You don't have to. You don't have to explain. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Well, I do. I think I do. To listeners, sometimes who we get into these conversations about, you know, who are new, who have come along, or something like that. And I'm sure that's not everybody. I'm just. That's the way Toby Rowland's wired. So, but I, I, I think you've been around me long enough to know that that's pretty consistently been the case. Once you went into that position, yes. You used to be a rebel. I used to have to keep you under control, but, you know. Well, if you're thinking back, like, to the early Bob Stoops press conferences or whatever. Yes. Even that would apply. Like, I wasn't second-guessing his coaching or anything. He made it hard for me to do my job. Good point. That, that's true. That's the that's the. I was there representing Channel 9 trying to get sound bites or whatever. and <laughs> right. It was confrontation. <laughs> that is true. Well, I had nothing to do with whether he called a blitz the, the, or went for it on fourth down or anything. Really, the only sports opinion you are just passionate about is David West a journeyman or not. Well, obviously, he's a two-time All-Star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the whole run it, remember the run it up the middle controversy with Kevin Wilson yes. against Texas uh-huh. A&M back in the day? Yeah. Like, now, why in the world did he run it up the middle? Well, I suppose the reason he did is because he thought it was going to work. I mean, obviously he thought it was going to work. So <laughs> what's the controversy? Well, he's an idiot. He shouldn't have ran it. Why did they call a jet sweep against Georgia or whatever? Well, I suppose because they thought it was going to work. 
I think that's why every coach does everything. Right. Why did why did they run the play but for Ethan Shagwa to get the three? Some they didn't coaches run the play do. for Ethan Shagwa to get the three. Some coaches do suck at their job, though. Yes. Yeah. Just because they think they've made the right call or they think they uh, should do a handle a hit situation a certain way does not mean they're a good coach. I'm telling you the worst coach in whatever sport you can think of knows more about that sport than I do. Way more. I think you're being too hard on yourself. I don't know that that's true. I know my corner of the world. I'm an expert at like two things. That's it. I'm not an expert at everything. Burritos and hot baths. I know how to eat late-night Mexican food. <laughs> like a champion. Right? Like a champion. And that's about it. That's about it. I guess it's one thing that I know how to do really well. I thought there was two, but there's only one. But I'm not, I'm not saying everyone should be like me. I'm just explaining myself to you. I completely – I love going to a basketball film session and watching them dissect an opponent. It is – I wish everyone – I wish we could set up a camera and everybody. It's unbelievable how – I wish we could do the same for football, honestly. I wish Brent or whoever would invite us into a film session and just let us watch – Brent may give him a couple of weeks. He may. Maybe he will yeah. because it's so intricate and complicated and all the things that the linebackers have to think about and all that kind of stuff. It's fascinating when Teddy gets into the deci- deciphering X's and O's and all the things that you're supposed to be, th- which shoulder you're supposed to hit and how you're supposed to funnel things this way, and which gap you're supposed to, all that kind of stuff. No any of that stuff. We'll be back. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. That last segment was more to illustrate my own stupidity than anything else. I hope people, I hope that came off that way. I didn't feel like I was saying, hey, all these coaches know more than all of you. I'm just openly willing to say I'm stupid. That's all. Chris Plank called a great game last night. He joins us now for the crossover, brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Are you back? Yeah, we're back. What we, uh, time did you get home last night? Uh, about 11.30, I think is when we landed. Not bad. Not bad at all, yeah. Yeah, so got home and did a little uh, reading, recapping. Tried to make sense of my pile of box scores and score sheets and went to bed. Watched a little, t- watched a little TV, listened to some of the highlights to see where – ESPN is superior to your boy, and just uh, in all of this team right now, man, they're, they're something pretty amazing. They're rolling. They're really good. Uh, Jordy Ball really likes to load the bases and then work her way out of it. I think that's about the fourth time this season that she's done that's that. the challenge she gives herself. <laughs> I'm not even – yeah. And, and I'm, I'm trying to look for the pregame. Patty either said it in Saturday or Sunday's pregame. And she's like, it's almost as if she likes to load the bases to challenge herself. And then she's like, okay, let's let's go. And that's exactly what happened in the first inning last night. So uh, that was it was hopping, man. That was that was one of the coolest Good environments. Atmosphere. Yeah, that's one of the coolest environments I'd been a part of because you know we get there early, right? And you get a chance to meet all the Kentucky people. Their SID, who's been their SID for seven years. 
uh, their scoreboard guy, who's the scoreboard guy that's been doing it forever. And we're just standing there, and I'm with the, the, the scoreboard guy and I, and we're just watching these people file in. And he's he's just in awe. He goes, I've never seen anything like this. Like Even for Alabama, he's like, yeah, no, this is unlike anything I've ever seen here before. And just watching the line of people that was all the way up the hill, it was – Sooner Nation showed out, man. It was it was really impressive, and that was a, they're the a really greatest good show in the sport. I mean, they're the greatest show in diamond sports right now. Period, men or women. I mean, if if you think about it, Jocelyn Allo, the all time home run leader, right? T. R. A. Jennings is on the same pace that Lauren Chamberlain was through. I think her for there was a number, but she hit her career number. I think forty at the same time that Lauren did. You have Arguably one of the most talked about recruits in the sport, Jada Coleman, who has gone from being a left-handed shortstop to their starting center fielder. You have one of the most electric players that's just a freshman in Jordy Ball. So, yeah, they're – I mean, it's oh, Lindsay fun. Lindsey hit five straight home runs. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, five yeah. Five consecutive at-bats. Well, I was finally smart enough to walk her on one of them, and then what she do in the next at-bat? She hit another home run. So, I mean, it's just it, – it's wild. And then – I mean, she's she's not even their their everyday starter right now behind the plate. It's just it's wild, dude. I I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this before. Uh, the question marks they had last year. Uh, I I think you know you and TJ hit it on the head. Maybe there's going to be a a Tuesday game where they don't play all that well. But I don't. I mean, I don't see how a team's going to beat them twice. They're just. I think the most. I don't know the most amazing stat. They're all amazing. But at some point last night, I lost count. The first 40 swings or so that they took, they made contact. They didn't have a swing and a miss until the fourth inning. Yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> I know, right? That's stupid. All right, Chris, have a great show. Today. Toby, talk to you in a bit, man. A little podcast in today if you got time. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, Let's absolutely. Roll. Thanks to you fine folks for listening today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.